It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast, and welcome to this bonus episode, which is focused on fantasy football. I'm your host, Little Wit, and today I'm joined by Paige Demacus, who is quite the busy person. She works for, <laughs> what, TD Fantasy, Scout Fantasy, the Draft Network. Am I missing anything? Uh, No, not as of right now, but I'm sure by the next time we do this uh, video cast, there'll probably be something else added to my list of to-dos. Awesome. Hey, all resume builders, all great stuff. And, you know, today marks one week away from the NFL season. Paige, I know you've just had to to deal with some nice, interesting Arizona traffic, but has that squandered your excitement for the season coming up? No, I actually just made an official pick uh, two seconds before we jumped on this uh, Delaney Walker tight end, uh, who I'm really excited about. So um, I'm competing in a lot of leagues. That league's with um, Melissa Jacobs, the football girl with a bunch of Brad Evans and Liz Loza. And it's going to be a hyper competitive league. It's a bunch of fantasy analysts all competing against each other for charity, which is awesome. So good cause. And, uh, the competitiveness will definitely bring out the best in all of us. So I know we're all, we all kind of draft the same. So it's like been fun because you kind of, I, Liz gets mad because I take somebody ahead of her or Brad or whatever. So it's, it's been a fun uh, little grouping and getting me ready for my final drafts, which are next week, right before NFL kicks off. That sounds very interesting. I wish you the best of luck, of course, in that hyper competitive fantasy league. Uh, so, <laughs> 
Nicholas Moriano, my co-host, he's the one who reached out to you. And again, I talked to you right before we went live. You know, he is unable to make it today due to his work schedule. Um, but so it's just going to be the two of us. But so I'm very excited. I'm glad you're here. Looking forward to learning more about you and getting some fantasy football advice along the way. And just to kick things off, and this has nothing to do with fantasy football. I just want to let you know, like our main trio, we're all Big Ten alumni. Uh, I was telling you, I'm from Indiana yeah. University. Uh, Nick, he graduated from Iowa. And then Brandon, my other co-host, uh, he graduated from Purdue. So it's pretty cool. Like we're all Big Ten alums here. But I want to know, uh, with college football right here, right now, who wins the conference this season? I'm curious to your thoughts. Uh, who wins the conference this season? My dark horse pick is Michigan State because I think Michigan State's a really, really good team. And they just don't get as much hype as Michigan and Ohio State. And really, Michigan has done nothing to prove to me that they deserve to be the team. They get a lot of hype preseason. And then Jim Harbaugh hasn't done anything there to make me think he's going to take down Urban Meyer or or Antonio. So I think for me, it's probably going to be Ohio State. Um, they're the most talented team. Um, and, and I just, I don't see, uh, I don't see a path in which they are not winning, but Wisconsin has an easier path on that side, um, because of the division that they're in. And, uh, so I think that would be my conference matchup in the big 10 championship game. Um, Wisconsin is the less sexy version of Ohio state. Um, but I, listen, I'm a Bears fan. So playing defense and running the football are not things that I don't think are sexy. Like that, to me, that's football, right? That's good football. Everybody else um, isn't really necessarily in love with that. So I would say dark horse pick Michigan State, um, which I think would be, would be cool. And it would break up kind of the monot, like the same teams we've seen kind of going back and forth. And I think the big 10 championship games, Wisconsin, versus Ohio State. I think Ohio State makes it in. Good stuff there. This is our 252nd episode, and that was probably the most college football talk we've ever had combined <laughs> right there, which is great. I mean, I, li- I like your thoughts there. Um, so to begin our show, I'm going to ask a few fantasy football questions. And then, like I said, towards the end, I want to get to your Bears fandom because you know we're all yeah. Bears fans, and I love learning more about fellow Bears fans, so I can't wait to hear your story. Uh, but to just dive right into some fantasy football questions, and I have to just start with the obvious one here. Who's your number one overall this season? If you had the first overall pick, who are you taking off the board? Uh, the first overall pick for me is easy. It's Le'Veon Bell. I never think twice. I don't know why people – he he just he does it each and every year and I like Todd Gurley a lot I live in Arizona I love David Johnson a lot um I like there's a lot of Ezekiel Elliott I like all those guys any of those four really I'd feel confident about I just can nitpick the other three where Le'Veon especially in a PPR league you have to go with Le'Veon Bell he's that offense is going to be breaking records offense. It's going to be just ridiculous. Um, and from talking with uh, different people that I know within Pittsburgh's organization, Ben Roethlisberger is really, really happy with the new changes in the offense um, from a coaching standpoint. So I think that you're going to see a revitalized Ben. He's lost some weight. He looks really good. Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver in the league. You have Juju Smith-Schuster there. Right. James Washington, their rookies, really good, coming on strong. Uh, so they're just they're going to be an elite offense, and Le'Veon's going to run all over everybody. And it's an easy pick for me. There we go. So you already just talked about a running back, and I want to stay on this topic real quick. I want to know, in your opinion, who's going to be like the best rookie running back not named Saquon Barkley? 
Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I really like Rashad Penny, especially if you are in a, um, if you're in a keeper league, um, I think long-term he has the probably right. I mean, right behind Saquon, um, it would have been Darius Geis if you had asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, but because of the injury, right. um, obviously. Well, and my hope is that he can come back and be the runner that everybody expected him to be because there was a lot of excitement about him. Um, it always sucks to see, or especially a rookie, go down. Um, but for me, it's Rashad Penny. I think that offensive line has to be better. There's no way it could be possibly any worse in Seattle than it has been the last two seasons. Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. They're really trying to get back to what they did when they were winning Super Bowls, and that is run the football and and make sure you can protect Russell Wilson. Good stuff there. All right, so let's look at some potential breakout candidates. Who's on your list of uh, someone who can really bust onto the scene this season? Uh, Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is a guy who last year um, disappointed a lot of people. Um, Cincinnati's offense in general disappointed a lot of people. That offensive line was terrible. Uh, I mean, awful. It was painful to watch at times. Um, And I think right now you see a healthy John Ross, a revitalized and healthy offensive line. Um, people can make fun of Andy Dalton, but I've seen MVP caliber Andy Dalton. I mean, he two seasons ago had an unbelievable seat. I saw him come here to Arizona. Him and Carson Palmer were dueling it out on on Sunday. I mean, it was an unbelievable game on a Monday night, and it was a chess match, and it was fun to watch. Um, so I think that team in general is is set to have a bounce back year and a breakout star for me is easy. I think Joe Mixon is a, is a guy who could be a top 10 back and really help a lot of people win some leagues this year. Sure. All right, let's flip it. Who's due for some uh, fantasy football regression. Is it going to be your guy in Arizona, Larry Fitzgerald? He seems to never get affected <laughs> by age three, 100 uh, reception seasons in a row here. Listen, I, I, I have been asked that question a lot and people are looking for me to say Larry and I refuse to be that person. I'm not going to be the person that says Larry Fitzgerald because each and every season, he proves everybody wrong. He is he's in just as good of shape as he's ever been. He is super happy about having the opportunity to potentially play with Josh Rosen, um, a healthy Sam Bradford. Carson Palmer was injury riddled the last two seasons, and it mm-hmm. was tough for him because he was playing with different backups and different offensive schemes and different, you know, it just wasn't the ideal scenario. When Carson was healthy, it was a lot of fun to watch that tandem play. Um, but I think he's excited. And I, and I think he is not a player that's going to take a step back. Um, but when I do look around the league, I am, I am concerned with a couple of uh, running backs, potentially a couple of different wide receivers that I think people are, are getting overhyped. My player that I think is going to continue to be a bust is Amari Cooper. Um, That's the player that everybody falls in love with the athleticism. Mm -hmm. And listen, he's an athletic freak, but he can't catch the football. And it doesn't matter how athletic you are. You have to catch the football. And I just think for him, he's got to prove it to me. And if I'm going to keep pushing his name as a a bust again, because I'm just – I was – I was screwed over too bad by Amari Cooper. And I think people just fall in love with the athleticism much like they did with Jay Cutler and other people. When you look at the arm and the strength and you're like, Oh yeah, they're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And they never do. They never amount to that. So Amari Cooper's my bust slash prove it to me player that I'm not touching this season. Interesting. Because for me, um, 
first of all, I need to mention, I did draft Larry Fitzgerald. I expect him to just continue to do what he's been doing. Uh, yeah, he's and, a and secondly, Amari Cooper, you've said it. I mean, I think I've drafted him a couple of seasons thinking like, all right, this will be the year he'll break out or at least be viable. And it never yeah. tends to pan out. So I'm going to definitely avoid him in any future drafts that we have. But um, so you've already talked about that. I want to know in terms of uh, players who have had like an injury plagued past or maybe just suffered some injuries, like just maybe last season, what like specific types of injuries should like fantasy owners be like wary of when drafting a player? Are there any kind of injuries that kind of scare you long-term? Um, so for me, the ACL injury still is such a concern from a speed standpoint, just from an explosiveness standpoint. Um, I think people in Chicago will resonate with this. Look at what happened to Derek Rose. I know it's a different sport, but when you're an explosive player and you tear your ACL, not everybody is Adrian Peterson. And I think that's what everybody, what everybody now assumes is like, Adrian Peterson, I can say this because I spent a lot of time around him last year covering the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. He is a physical specimen. Most people, like all people, are not Adrian Peterson. So <laughs> to expect that, that people are going to bounce back from an injury, specifically an ACL injury, like he did, is not only unfair to that player, it's not realistic. Um, and, and and to every person's body reacts differently, takes a certain amount of time to come back from. I think, you know, the biggest concerns you're looking at right now are Deshaun Watson, I think, is getting a lot of hype, okay, because he was phenomenal last year, but a small sample size, right. small sample size. So for me, from a concern standpoint, he's a specific player that I know is ranked in the top five and his ADP is somewhere in the 30s. There is no chance, no chance I am taking him anywhere near that area. I will let somebody else deal with it. I hope he comes back and he's like what he was last year, but as a fantasy owner, it's this is called the sophomore slump for a reason. Defensive coaches have tape on these guys. Okay. They didn't have tape on them before. They're going to come back better prepared. That division's a little bit better than it was last year. Andrew Luck's back in that division. I just, that's a specific player that I look at that's getting a lot of hype and especially his average draft position being that high. I'm not drafting him in the same area as Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. No, no. You make a lot of sense, especially about the ACL, which. Leads us into our Bears-specific fantasy questions. And speaking with ACL, let's talk wide receiver and look at Allen Robinson. Where would you kind of put him in terms of, uh, you know, like the wide receiver ranks? Is he a you know wide receiver two in your mind? Yeah, for sure. He's in my 30s, um, depending on if you're playing in a PPR league in a standard league. Another prove-it-to-me guy. And, and from an offensive standpoint, it's still the Bears. Like, I'm sorry, Bears fans. This is the truth. We run the football. We run the football. It doesn't matter if it's Matt Nagy or the most offensive genius you've ever met in your entire life. Bears football is playing defense and running the football. And Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard are going to be real fantasy threats to have this season. Trey Burton getting a lot of hype. He's another guy that I really like. But Allen Robinson coming off an ACL injury in an offense that, frankly, I haven't seen because they haven't played enough in the preseason – I'm not going to draft him very high, not because I don't believe the Bears are going to be good. I just haven't seen it, and i got to see it to draft somebody that high. So for me, you take a flyer on him, you hope he can be what he was and that the Bears offense slings the ball around. But I kind of like the the depth, and I really like one of the rookies um, who I think is going to play a big part of uh, of their upcoming season. 
I think you're, you and I are on the same page, uh, kind of pun intended there, but we'll get yeah. to that in a moment. Uh, let's go, uh, you talked about running backs, talked about Cohen, you talked about Howard. I want to know in particular uh, how you see Howard in like a PPR league because he's someone who has a history of not being really proficient as a receiver out of the backfield, but he's put in a lot of work this offseason to kind of correct that. What I've been able to see at training camp is he's actually being utilized fairly well in the passing game, and he seems to have that hand-eye coordination issue that he's had his first two seasons kind of you know figured out we'll see how it how it kind of fares in terms of when the game's on the line like we saw last week uh, last year in week one but uh, overall assessment on Howard especially in PPR yeah I think I think Jordan Howard is still a, a running back one for me I think he's got huge upside um you know I, I he's a top 12 back in my opinion um and I think it doesn't matter if you're in a PPR league or a standard league he's going to get the touches he's going to be involved in he's going to be out there all the time. And that's what you like when you're talking about a running back in fantasy football, you like knowing that you have a guy who's going to see the ball a lot. And Jordan Howard is going to see the ball a lot. And like you, I've seen slash talked to some people within the bears organization that have said he's really put the work in. And that was one of Kareem hunt coming out of college. His biggest assessments was he needed to work on that. Well, we all saw what happened with Kareem hunt in Matt Nagy's offense last season. Jordan Howard can be any part of what that was. Uh, he's going to be a huge success, specifically in a PPR league. So I love Howard. He gets in the end zone. He's going to get touches. I don't think you, you listen. You cannot take him. I'm. That's not going to be how I'm going to fly. Top twelve back for sure. I think. I think what scares maybe not maybe Bears fans, but so much more of other people like outside like around the league is like last year he had a ton of great games and a bunch of games where he didn't really produce a lot of anything. Um, But for a lot of people who aren't paying attention here in Chicago with like the new offense, things are going to open up. He's not going to be facing the same type of defenses that he was a year ago, not eight, nine, ten people in the box. So I agree. I think he's going to be, you know, I think a top ten running back in terms of fantasy this year, hopefully so. Of course, my optimism is showing just a little bit. I, I agree, and I think the biggest part of it is what you just said. Listen, John Fox is a very nice man. He had no creativity on the offense, zero, none. I knew, and everybody else knew, including defensive coordinators and defensive players, that they were running the ball nearly every play. First down, every play, running the football. Third down, every play, running the football. It was bad, and, and there was no offensive creativity. And for Jordan Howard – makes it impossible when, like you said, they're stacking the box with nine people <laughs> and, and he's trying to run with an offensive line that's good, but, you know, had its injuries. Kyle Long wasn't, wasn't healthy all year last year. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. If this offensive line stays healthy, they have the ability to be top five, and that's only going to make Jordan Howard that much more valuable. Absolutely. All right, one more question here on the Bears. Who's that potential late-round steal? You know, someone who a Bears fan – is probably already a little bit high on that maybe others around the league don't know so much, so much about, so they can kind of like stash him on their bench. And I think we alluded to it uh, with a certain rookie wideout out of Memphis. Yeah, Anthony Miller, man. He is going to be a stud, I think. I loved him coming out of college. My guys at the Draft Network, to give a shout-out to them, they are unbelievable talent evaluators, much better than I am, and they watch a lot more college football than I do or pretend to watch. They love him. They love him. They love that pick uh, right when it happened. They love it more now after they've seen and talked to people. So for me, I, I, I do my best to know my strengths 
and then rely on people who are smarter than me to help me out. And they're smarter than me. They know more. They have more connections in that field. And I talk to them. I talk to people within the Bears organization. They all really like Anthony Miller. He's got high upside. I, when you're taking a flyer on a guy, you want somebody who's getting either not drafted or drafted way late who could potentially become the number one option in that Bears offense. And I think he, that's the type of player we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Everything I saw at training camp is just nothing short of like phenomenal. Like the energy and the buzz that he brings is exactly what Tariq Cohen did a year ago, but just had a different position. So very exciting to see what Anthony Miller can turn into here in the city of Chicago. All right. So up next, I have a few questions about Paige's personal fantasy history and of course her Bears fandom. But first, I just want to announce that we are going to be hosting our fourth annual fantasy football league. And this is a great way to play in not just an active league, but and one with us, but with like a dozen other Bears fans. They're 12 person leagues. Uh, and this year we're going to do four, two on ESPN, uh, two on Yahoo. And for each league, I'm going to send the winner a free Bears Brothers t-shirt, uh, sweater, long sleeve tee, whatever you want. If you're the winner, I'll make sure you can have it. Uh, and again, I know it's crunch time, only seven days until the NFL season kicks off. That's why all of our drafts are going to take place on this Sunday. So to sign up for a league, head over to thebearsbros.com slash fantasy. Uh, for ESPN, you're going to have to click a button and then submit your email so I can send you an invite. Uh, for the Yahoo leagues, I have it set up. You should just click it, and it should be the magic link that sends you right into the league. So yeah, thebearsbros.com slash fantasy. Join these leagues, win some prizes. Lots of fun. No buy-in required either. All right, I'm your host, Will DeWitt. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast. I have Paige on, hashtag Petty Page. We are talking a little bit about fantasy football, and we're kind of switching gears here uh, towards her personal fantasy like strategy. And I want to know in this draft, who is maybe, or maybe every single year, who's that one player that you absolutely love that you just try to get him every year? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Le'Veon really, um, if I'm drafting high, he's the guy, if I had the number one overall pick, I would always be drafting him. He's won me so many leagues. It's ridiculous. Um, but a guy that I guess I could go deeper into a draft that I really love is Greg Olson. I've had him oh, on. Yes, Greg. He's, He's a tight end that I've had back since the Bears days, and he is as solid as solid can be. Uh, and now Cam Newton just – I have tons of my – one of my best friends is a beat reporter down there. Cam Newton loves Greg Olson, period, end of sentence. He is going to throw him the ball a lot. He's healthy. He's back. He's a great guy. You can you can spend a way too early pick on Gronkowski or Kelsey – or you can wait a couple of rounds and get just as good a value or way better value in a later fifth, sixth round, maybe even later for Greg Olson, who's going to do exactly what you need him to do each and every week. Yeah, that's great. I don't think I've never met anyone who doesn't like Greg Olson on or off the field. Such a great guy. Yeah, just a good dude. My mom called him Blondie. Fun fact for those listening, when uh, his <laughs> rookie year, he had the long hair coming out of Miami. Yeah, he liked it, though. He did. All right, yeah. so... Going into your fantasy drafts, I want to know, like, what kind of mindset do you have? Do you like to load up on running backs, wide receivers? Do you have like a specific strategy that you follow or is it like on a per draft basis? Uh, so a lot of it is the, the basics are tier systems. So I think if you tier off your players, you put everybody tier one, tier two, tier three, then you can look across your board and you can say, okay, this is a tier two player in a wide receiving category, but a tier one running back. I got to go get a tier one guy before I get the two, before I drop into the tier two, because it's, you tier them off and then they're kind of all within a point per week kind of strategy. So yeah, you might like that wide receiver a lot, but if you look at your draft position and you go, man, 
if I don't draft this running back in tier one, I'm going to drop all the way to tier three in my running backs. And that makes a huge difference. So that's usually, to me, that is the best way to draft for fantasy for success long-term. Um, and I think that's a, if you check out scout fantasy where I work, they do the tier some fantasy pros does that the fantasy football footballers do that. So I think for, for my perspective, for fantasy fans, if you really want to dominate, it's not the ESPNs and the yahoos and the CBSs. it's scout. It's like the, the guys who fantasy footballers, they're a great podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to them, but they're, that's a, that's a great and fantasy pros. Those are the three best in fantasy. If you, if you like playing and you want to dominate, go, go print out their tier systems and you're going to kick some ass. I mean, that's, that's the best way to do it. Taking note. No, I have it. I have it all down. We're good though. Uh, so just give me a number. How many leagues are you in this year? Uh, seven. Nice. And are there any maybe uh, crazy bets or prizes? I know you have the one for charity, um, but do you have any other crazy bets or like prizes for any of the other leagues? Yeah. So my high school league is kind of the most competitive one. I've been doing it like I'm 28 now. I've been doing it since I was 16 and uh, it is super competitive and it involves the winner choosing the loser uh, to do whatever they want. And I mean, it's been tattoo. It's been uh stand on the side of Michigan Avenue with the sign that says I suck at fantasy football for an entire day. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, we've had some pretty epic ones, uh, but as a, as a lifelong bears fan to have to get a green Bay uh, logo tattooed on your butt, it's probably about as bad as it's ever going to get. So no to no to uh, people out there, be careful what you agree to do and uh, just don't lose. That's pretty much the best advice I can give you. Man, I'm sorry. That just so that put me in a dark place there. <laughs> I've never lost, so I don't have to worry about it. But uh, so I've, I've been the winner that's chosen what the loser had to do, and I am petty as they come. So it was coming for him. Fantastic. We'll keep it up over there. All right, I want to transition now into uh, some of that Bears fandom. And I just want to know your story because we all have one. I love learning about my fellow Bears fans in the background. Like, How did you end up becoming a Bears fan? What's the story? Well, I grew up in Chicago, so that's usually the easiest way to become a Bears fan. But my dad is a fanatical sports fan. Uh, my mom's a huge sports fan. They're both psycho. Uh, that's the only that's the only word I can use that actually describes how big of a sports fan they are. Because fanatical doesn't even do it. Psycho is the right word. Wow. Uh, and and my dad, um, you know, my parents got divorced, and I lived with my dad and my brother. And my dad just never really let me do girly stuff. So I just was always watching football with my dad and my grandfather. I'm Greek. Um, my papu and yaya, they were they were both. That's how they like learned American culture was watching sports. Um, so my grandfather would take me a lot of to Wrigley a lot. They would take me to Soldier Field a lot. Um, so that I thought was always really cool. It connected me with my family. Um, and one specific memory that really like, like solidified my bears fandom, I think as a child was in, we grew up, uh, in Schaumburg suburb, Northwest suburbs. If you're familiar from sure, sure. Some of the listeners will be, uh, Walter Payton, um, used to have a house near that area and he was driving in that area. His son played at St. Vider, I think. Uh, Jared played out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met Walter and Jared one day at a, at a, like a, Jared was playing football. My brother was playing. And Walter Payton was, and I'm sure you've heard this before, the nicest, most compassionate, 
most like just the best athlete, superstar athlete that I've ever been around. Not close. And I was like, I mean, I was like six or seven and it's like, that's how strong of a memory it is. Like I was a kid, like really, really little. Right. And I remember talking to him about how I love football and how my dad showed me tapes of him. And, and he just sat there and he talked to me and he, you know, it was just, it was, it's such a magical moment in my head, you know, like to me, it's for him, he would probably, you know, obviously passed away, but he probably would never remember that. Cause he's probably done that with like a million kids. But for me, it was like, Oh my God, it's Walter Payton, you know? Right. And, and that was, that's what solidified my bears fandom from then on out. I watched every Walter highlight. I wanted to see all the 1985 bears stuff. Cause obviously that happened before I was born. So my dad was showing me all that, all those tapes and we had season tickets. So we'd go to bears games and so many of my best memories with my dad and, and with my family is sitting at a bears game, freezing your ass off, watching the bears win hopefully on a Sunday and talking, talking some major smack to Vikings and lions and Packer fans. Yeah, no, that's a great story. I like it a lot. Meeting Walter is something that, you know, I wish I ever had the opportunity to do so of course, but uh, that's amazing that you were able to, and I'm glad that even though it was such a young age, you're able to you know hold that still with you to this day, which is it, honestly it's amazing. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, but um, good... go ahead. No, he's just a good dude. Like it's like anybody who has the opportunity to meet like some of those guys. Like it's it's hard because now that I work in sports, like a lot of times people have this idea of what this athlete is, and a lot of times they're not that person. They're either not as charismatic or as they want them to be, or they're not as, you know, not as nice as they want them to be or whatever. So for me, like to have this idea in my head and then have it be even greater was such an amazing experience. So listen, like if you have the opportunity to meet one of your people that you have idolized, you should always take that chance. And if they disappoint you, that's okay. Uh, and, and you just hope for, you hope for my scenario where they just blow you out of the water. Look at that life advice here on the podcast as well. We're hitting <laughs> all the bases here. So in all of our bios on the website, we have our favorite player and our favorite bears moment of all time. So I'm curious, who's your all time favorite bears player. And then your favorite bears, like you already talked about a memory meeting Walter, but like an on field, a game kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, my favorite bear player that's easy is Brian Urlacher. That's who I grew up watching. It's hard for me not to, there are tons of bears players, Walter, those guys, but I didn't grow up watching them. I wasn't alive to watch them play. So for me, it's gotta be somebody that I actually watched. And, uh, Brian was, was the guy. Um, and my favorite, uh, my favorite bears moment on the field moments gotta be super bowl. Devin Hester, bringing back the ball. I mean, there is nothing it, like I have chills like that yeah, same, in that same. moment every time in that moment the Bears were winning the Super Bowl like I was I was like I can't believe what I just watched and just from just from a electricity standpoint Devin Hester was one of the most entertaining electrifying players to watch play football and man oh man we were lucky to watch him play for the Bears because he was he was uh, the best that there ever was at what he did. And it was so fun to watch him play. And in that moment in the Bears Super Bowl, I was like, holy shit, we're actually going to win the Super Bowl. And it was short lived. But in that moment, I had that feeling and it'll never go away. Yeah, exactly. I remember just getting up off the couch and just screaming, yelling, running around oh, the living yeah. room. I mean, that moment was like you said, like we were winning the Super Bowl and, and well, we know what happened after that. <laughs> we know what happened. 
Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, let's just, just cut it there. But um, So you talked about Brian Urlacher being your favorite, favorite player, which, you know, good choice. He's mine as well, just for the same reasons. I got his jersey in like third grade and, you know, getting an Xbox and getting 2K3 at the same time. I mean, it all just kind of, the stars aligned. And it really got me more into the Bears. And of course, uh, just a player that at such a young age, you don't understand what you're watching until you get older. And then he's retired and sure. you look back. But uh, the Hall of Fame speech, we were there. We were down there in Canton, and I'll admit, I mean, I teared up a little bit. How many tears were shed during that speech on your end? Oh, yeah, I cried for sure. I, Ryan's like, he's just, he's a class act, man. You talk about another guy that I've had the opportunity. I've interviewed him five or six times because he has a place out here in Arizona. Um, and and he's just, he's as good as they come. So it's another, I think, I me as a Chicago fan, I feel really lucky because a lot of the guys – that I grew up watching or idolized were I've met and have been way better people than I expected them to be. So that's always just makes it even easier to be a fan, right? Cause you're like, man, it makes them, it makes it even more fun to cheer for a guy that's actually a good dude. And Brian Urlacher is a good dude. Right. There's a, you know, a difference between being a good player and a good person. And when you yeah. can have both kind of a line, it really does makes for, you know, something a little bit more special, especially like you said, when you get to meet him and just figure that out just a little bit, because no, I've known Brian Urlacher has always been like a good guy, but like during that speech, you got to see a little bit more of his personality and what things mean to him and like what's important. And I was like, I felt like that was the first time I actually got to meet him. And I was like, wow, we had that guy in the locker room for like, you know, like a whole decade plus. It was, uh, it was pretty incredible. We're lucky. We're lucky to have him. That's why the ending of his career, I was very upset with the bears. So yeah. that's, that's a topic for another podcast. It, it is. It is. It was, um, I, I'm still heartbroken by that as well. So we can definitely talk about that in the future, but maybe <laughs> it's maybe, you know, he rubbed a little bald headed bust and that's like a good luck thing. And we're going to move forward in a much better direction. But one oh. last question here, and it's going to be, it's a good one, at least in my mind. Uh, like I said, only, 10 days now until the Bears on Sunday Night Football. I don't have to ask you who you think is winning that game. I just know I don't have to. But looking at the season, what's your Bears record prediction? So I'll give you my low end and my high end. So my low end is 7-9, and nine, and my high end is 10-6. and six. Um, They play a really tough schedule. They have uh, – they play in – the division's always tough. The division's about as tough as it's been in a long time. Minnesota's a really, really good football team. Green Bay, we don't have to say it. Aaron Rodgers is the best. It's stupid. Uh, and and Detroit's not a pushover. Um, so they play in a really tough division. But I expect a lot from this team this year. And I know the Vegas only expects, you know, started at five and a half, now up to six and a half. I'm taking the over. I I think the Bears at a low end win seven football games, but I really, really think they can be a nine and seven, like ten and six team on on if they peak, right? If they right. really, if they- really if they peak and they can stay healthy without any injuries, um, specifically on that offensive line, I think they could be a ten and six football team. But we all know it's the NFL and it's really hard to stay healthy. So 
Um, but listen, I'll be happy if they're a seven and nine team. I, I this division's really hard, and I think the, as long as Trubisky takes a step forward, you got to be happy. Right, you know, steps forward, the team's developing, and if you can see glimmers of hope for the next season, we have not had that yet. You know, every time the season's over, it's almost like a sign, you know, a sign of relief. Like ah, we don't have to worry about that for a while. We can retool and yeah. try again. But I, I agree. If we're showing signs of progress in a very tough division, a very tough conference. You know, heading into the future, I mean, it puts the Bears in a good spot moving forward. And I'm in the same boat with terms of like the record. It really, to me, it'll depend on how quick and how well the offense can gel. If they can gel quickly, yep. the easier part of the schedule is early. They can rack up some wins and then hopefully squeak a few more out towards the end of the year. But good stuff there, Paige. Really do appreciate it. Um, but that's really all I have for you today. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time to join me. Uh, again, we couldn't have the full panel on our end, but I appreciate you still coming on. I personally enjoyed your insight, and I know our listeners have it as well. So on behalf of everyone, you know, just thank you for having on the pod. Yeah, thanks. I uh, hope to be back soon and go Bears. There we go. And make sure to follow Paige on Twitter at the underscore sports page, P-A-I-G-E. And Paige, uh, I know you've already kind of shouted out a few of your other platforms already, but how can our listeners find your various podcasts and platforms? Yeah, so if you follow at TD Fantasy underscore on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, follow the Draft Network and Scout Fantasy. You can see all my fantasy football stuff. And then as we head into the NFL draft, um, you guys are going to want to follow the Draft Network. They have the best coverage, and I'm going to be hosting some shows for them and the Senior Bowl and Combine, and it's going to be a really, really fun season. Can't wait. Well, I can wait. I'm excited for the Bears season ahead. It can <laughs> yeah, take its time to get here. Too. And one last thing, uh, you talked about your charity uh, football league. Do you have a charity that you want to give a shout out to that maybe our listeners can support? Yeah, you guys should love this one. It's Gridiron Greats. It's Mike Ditko's foundation. He's raising money for uh, athletes, specifically a lot of former athletes that deal with CTE and after the impact um, brings military veterans who deal with PTSD and CTE together with NFL, former NFL guys. Um, and they've seen huge success and Really, we do a really good job talking about how we want to help the military, but we don't actually put it into application. So I think if you guys want to check out After the Impact, it's an unbelievable foundation, and they're doing a lot of great things for military veterans who keep us safe. All right, good stuff there. Definitely check those things out as Paige took the time to join us. Definitely support some things that are close to her. All right, Bears fans, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. And remember, if you're interested in joining our fantasy leagues, which those live drafts will be on Sunday evening. And if you want to join, please make sure you can you know, join the drafts. We really haven't had issues in the past, but it just makes the league a little bit more fun. Head over to thebearsbros.com slash fantasy. Sign up for one that fits your schedule. Winner gets free Bears t-shirt of their choosing. And we'll talk to you again soon. And for the live viewers, we'll talk to you tonight right after the Bears final preseason game. Only 10 days away until kickoff in Green Bay. And that's going to do it until later on tonight. Bear down, Chicago. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. 
Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.